Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through his son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. Father, we thank you for today. We pray that your word will come with authority, with power in Jesus' name. We pray that it makes us become everything you've called us to be and do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, great. So Chini read from Hebrews 11, 1 to 6. Um, but there's something that I ha- when we did the series, the mini-series called Eat This Book, um, I told you that we, one of the things we must always do when studying the Bible is read in context. We must not just carry verses and interpret them as we see them. So a lot of us, we go through the book of, uh, we go through the chapter of Hebrews 11, and we just, we are so excited by it. Uh, We call it the Hall of Fame, right? We're excited by it. We run with it. And, um, you know, you see people conquer. We see people obtain promises. We forget the ending part of it sometimes, where it says that some of these people did not even experience some of the things they were trusting God for. But that's not even what I want to go through. I want us to read the verse before Hebrews 11.1. 1. Can we open to Hebrews 10.39? Are we there? So Hebrews 10.39, let me give you context. So if you read the book of Hebrew, I will summarize it by saying that the author was trying to make a point that the new covenant is better than the old covenant. Of course, there's more to all of that. But I think that was a larger point he was trying to raise. And because he was speaking to a people, the Hebrews, who were conversant or, or who knew what the old covenant meant. So he now goes into chapter 10 by telling them that now that they believe in Christ and are children of God, they have access. Hallelujah. He says they have access. And he was begging them not to waste it, that they should continue having faith because the one who has given them access is faithful. So there's an assurance of God's faithfulness or an assurance of faith that we see there. Hallelujah. Then towards the end of chapter 10, we now go to, um, I mean, at the end of chapter 10, we now go to verse 39 where he says this. Let's read it together. I'm reading the ESV. It says, but we are not of those who shrink back, hallelujah, and are destroyed, but we are those who have faith, hallelujah, and preserve their souls. We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. But we are of those who have faith and preserve their souls. Then he now launches into Hebrews 11.1 1, and now defining what faith is. Now, faith. Now, um, our, 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 our theme for the year is what, guys? Let's say it together one more time. One more time. And I've said over and over again that the Lord wants us to make progress. Amen. That the healthy condition of every child of God is progress. Hallelujah. One of the, um, the, the, about a month ago, um, Eva was complaining, of, um, our baby um, Eva Grace was, she was crying throughout the day. Crying and crying and crying. And um, I think it was, was it your sister? 
um, that said, have you tried changing her pamper size? So she was using size two. And Eva changed it to size three. And she just kept quiet. We bless God. We have to find what to do with the rest of the size twos. But as much as... So we were just trying to figure out what was making this girl cry. I don't know why she's not talking yet. But we're trying to figure out what was what, what, making her cry. But she was growing. If she was not growing, that would be an issue. Right? The growth, progress, is the healthy condition of every believer. If you're not growing, something is wrong. And the journey for the Christian is from glory to glory, from faith to faith, hallelujah, and what? I mean, from glory to glory, from victory to victory, from faith to faith. Amen. So we must make progress, even in our faith. Hallelujah. We are in the 10th month in the year, and one of the things I've been saying for us about making progress, um, I preached a message, I, I can't remember if it was onward, but in the series on forward, I talked about us having a holy ambition. The world has stolen the word ambition from us. And, and let me not say stolen, but let me say perverted. So anytime you hear the word ambition, you think of someone, you think of a Hitler or a Napoleon or someone that just wants a brain from pinky at the brain that just wants to what? Conquer the world, right? They just have an ambition and it's usually about themselves. I want us to have a holy ambition where we do great things for God and we trust that he can use us to do those great things. Tribe, are you with me? We need to redefine what ambition is, that it's not just about us, but can we have big goals for Christ? Individually and as a church. Glory to God. So if your sole duty in life is just, you just want to make paper so that you can um, get the new iPhone, get the latest ride, live in the best neighborhood. I'm sorry, that's not what we are called to. Your goal is too small. Your ambition is too small. You must change your ambitions to live for God. Amen. Now, I'm not demonizing what you're doing. I'm saying that work for you, for the child of God, has a purpose. And it's so that God can bless you so that you can bless others. Are you with me? So the journey of the Christian is from faith to faith. Is from glory to glory, it's from victory to victory. If you read the um, chapter 10, because he was talking to the Hebrews and the early Christians, we know that they faced lots of persecution. So the preceding verses of 39, he was talking about how many of them have suffered for their faith. Many of them have suffered because they believe and love Jesus Christ, that they've lost property, that they've lost relationships, they've lost things. Then he quotes the Old Testament, and says that God is not pleased with those who shrink back, but the just shall live by faith. Then he now, um, verse 39, which is kind of like the anchor of this particular message. He says what? But we are not of those. The tribe Abuja is not of those who shrink back. Amen. 
You, I'm talking to you, are not of those who shrink back. But we are of those who what? Have faith and preserve our souls. I talked about um, there was already, because of consumer tech, because of these computers in our hands, most of us, our anxiety levels, our depression levels, skyrocketing more than ever. People, young people, millennials, Gen Z, suffering anxiety and depression. And it's accelerated because of these phones in our hands, the apps that we use. And, not just, and it's not just the using of that. It's what we consume. So we see our friends in parties, we see people having um, in relationships. We just see highlight reels of people's lives. Then it stirs FOMO in us. It stirs jealousy. And it stirs envy. And it stirs covetousness. And we start to ask God when. Why not me? Why, why, is my, why hasn't it reached my turn? Then we start living under some kind of pressure that no one has put on you but yourself. And you're co competing with people who are probably hiring these things for the gram. I don't know how many of you have seen this, but there's a place where someone built the inside of a private jet. So um, influencers can go and hire that space for a few hours to take pictures. How many of us have seen that? And you just be like, oh, this guy, the ball. Nothing. But this heightened sense of anxiety and depression, it shouldn't be part of what the children of God experience. And I talked about a few weeks ago, about two weeks ago, I talked about how there's a pandemic of fear. And COVID and the lockdown heightened fear. Now, many of us are afraid of our future, afraid if we'll ever find a good wife, find a good um, husband. The other day, one of our sisters was saying, um, Pastor Jesse, um, time, is, time is almost up for me. And I was like, why are you disturbed? She was like, it's like there are no good guys. And I was like, I don't see my guys. Like, she was like, no, you don't understand. You're not in the streets. I was like, what are you doing in the streets? What are you doing in the streets? Tribe, I want you to tell your neighbor you don't belong to the streets. You don't belong to the streets. But you know, to be honest, eh? Okay, let me not go into that. I, <laughs> I, I don't know how... I say it might just... I feel the weight of what it's like to date in. Not, not that I feel it, feel it, but like with all that I'm seeing. <laughs> Why are you saying yes, sir? You're engaged. Get out. But because it's hard to know people. All you see is what they show you these days. See, the entire, what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is, the world, culture, society, parents, relatives, you yourself, the devil 
is always trying to trap you and to make you think less of yourself. Listen to me. The enemy knows he cannot get your soul. He knows that a child of God belongs to God. And there's nothing he can do about it except make you live less than what God has called you. So, um, because we're in a city like Abuja, we may not face the persecution like our brothers in the north or the Middle East faced, right? But there's still an attack on you. So many of us don't like hearing that there's a war on your soul. My brother, my sister, the world, the devil, doesn't want you to experience Jesus fully. So you will hear things and, and, and you will hear things that makes you feel less, that makes you shrink. Experiences from bad relationships, from um, abusive parents, from abusive co-workers or anything. Then we see the children of God shrink and they, we go into a shell and we live less than. But we are not of those who shrink. Amen. We are not of those who shrink, but we live by faith and we preserve our souls. Yes, um, last week when we talked about to build a nation, we talked about what happened on October 20. And for our generation, the millennials and Gen Z, for many of us who were protesting, our parents were calling us and begging us not to go and protest. How many of us? They're calling and begging not to because they had experienced something. They had experienced fear. What we were doing was not new. But they had seen the response in their own generation and they did not want it, or rather, they did not want their children to be the next victim. So when October 20 happened, more than ever, fear had just pervaded the land. And now many of our brothers and sisters who at least believed in Nigeria in one way or the other are just looking for the first flight out of here. You, you know they go nowhere. I'm telling you, you're not going anywhere. I'm telling you. But our, our, listen, I'm not even going to advocate for staying or leaving. What I'm saying is you cannot live your life based on fear. tribe. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. We cannot continue making decisions out of fear. You cannot continue making decisions out of anxiety. So the next, because um, in your mind, there are no good men again, the next person that says I, you say I do. cannot continue making decisions out of fear and anxiety, tribe. You cannot continue making, living your life on, based on fear. That's why I wanted us to really pray that song. Fear, go. We've not been given a spirit of fear, but of sound mind, of discipline, of love. We've been given the spirit of sonship. Hallelujah. And the sons of God are sons of faith. We are full of faith. We should be. 
Brother, let me use that word. Full of faith and live by faith. Amen. But we live by faith and we preserve our souls. Then he now goes into Hebrews 11, 1. It says, now, faith. Now, faith. Before we go into the definition of faith, I want to talk about what faith is not. Um, about 10 years ago, I came, I came across this book. And I can't remember if it was just immediately after I got born again or um, before I got born. I can't recall. But I got this book, and probably some of you have read it. And this book was just like, we have found the secret to wealth, to health, to fullness of life. And it says, everybody, every great person that has walked the earth knew this secret. Some of you may know the book I'm talking about. It's called The Secret. It says, Buddha knew this secret. It says, Muhammad knew this secret. Now it says, Jesus. I was like, ah, okay. Even Jesus, okay. Jesus knew this secret. And he just... It enticed, it drew you in. It told you about how people that have used the secrets to become everything. They found a way to live a type of life. Then it now introduced the law of attraction. And it says in different religions, it has different names. But basically, it was the law of attraction. And it says that for the Christians, we call it faith. I was like, wow, really? Okay says, all you need to do is to have positive thoughts. Any bad thing that's happening in your life right now, it was saying you're responsible for it. So if you want a better life, start thinking about that better life, and it will attract a better life to you. It's like, wow, are you serious? And I was in 200 level or so, and like all 200 level people, I was broke. So... <laughs> What will I start thinking of? Mula, money, green. Guys, I'm telling you, somebody sent me 25K the next day. This person is Akainkita. So, in Igbo, there's Akagom. That means you've gum your hand. Akainkita is dog hand. So, it's not just, it's like this, but it's on the floor. So, this person. <laughs> This person sent me, she has never sent me money before, sent me money and has never sent me money ever since. <laughs> I was like, my goodness. So Jesus knew this secret. And she quoted Mark um, where Jesus said, whoever asks, uh, no, she says, um, whatever you want, you will receive. Oh, pardon me. Mark 11 24, it says, therefore I say unto you, whatever things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. I was like, my goodness. So if I just desire, I desired 25K, bam. Guys, I'm not telling, this, this thing happened. Then I started to desire a higher CGPA. Who can guess what happened? Who can guess what happened? Eh? How do you know? It didn't work. But that was the period I also started to grow in my belief in Jesus Christ. Then I was like, no. 
There's no way Jesus and Muhammad believe the same thing. There's no way Buddha, and in fact, this one is not, Buddha, Muhammad, they will not agree that they believe what Jesus believes. So this person, the author of that book, and millions of copies sold, endorsed by Oprah, endorsed by so many people. I was like, so it's just the law of attraction. And that's the mistake many of us make now. We think faith is the law of attraction. We think that all we need to do is change the way we think. Positive thoughts and will attract um, positive things to our life. In fact, do you know this woman dare says that if you want a particular type of weight, all you need to do is think about it? Oh, you, some of you have read the book, but I hope you're not reading it again and not believing it. I was like, what? In an interview, she said the 2004 tsunami, that the collective people there, that they had thoughts about a tsunami or something like that. I was like, what nonsense is this? And that's why they died. So like, the force of their thoughts caused an earthquake in the ocean that sent a tsunami that killed thousands and thousands of people. Come on now. So the law of attraction is not faith. It's not a force. It's not an energy because new age is now creeping into the body of Christ. So we, people, you hear people mix new age teachings with the Bible. And because you just hear Jesus said it too, we run with it. Nehi, nine, no. That's not faith. The law of attraction is not faith. I won't deny she's shared some positive things. But do you know the difference between false teaching and truth? It's just small. If I put... I'm trying to look for a good example. But Jesus claims to be the way, the truth, right? If we add another thing, even if you just go a little bit to the right, you are off the mark. So she, even though she shared things from the Bible, it doesn't make what she's sharing true. Even positive thoughts are not a bad thing in themselves. Paul tells us in Philippians 4 that we should what, think on these things, whatever is true whatever is noble, whatever is excellent, whatever is of good report. So we should fill our minds, we should meditate on positive thoughts. It's not bad. It's not evil. But it comes perverted when you now say faith is the law of attraction too. And as the children of God, I want you, if you're thinking like that today, you need to change the way you think. So I want us to understand something. Let's go to Hebrews 11.1 1 now. He now says what? Faith is what? Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Amen? Sorry. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Hallelujah.
Now, some people just run with that and they just say, okay, that's faith. And if you, if you define it or you take that out of context, it maybe will sound like the law of attraction, but it's not. It is not the law of attraction. It is not an energy. It is not a force. Faith for the believer is assurance. It is trust in a person. Amen. It's trust in God. Hallelujah. Faith is trust in a person, in a being, in a personal being, in God and what he has done. So the author of Hebrews now goes through what we now call the hall of faith. He now lists people that through faith lived a life that was pleasing to God. He calls Abel, Enoch, um, Noah, Abraham, and he goes down a list. What's the difference between this person, all these people and the author of The Secret? What? The Christian or the believer or the one who has faith, in this case, is one who believes in God and believes in what he has said and what he has done. It is trust. It is confidence in God. Amen. So for the children of God, I beg you, don't go and start stronging your mind and like, I'm going to desire this. So, do you know, people now start desiring other people's wives. People start desiring things they should not be desiring and like, I have faith. How, Benny? How? Because of that perverted teaching. Mixing the new age with this. So the mistake she made was she only took the words of Jesus and said, whatever you desire, you will receive. But she did not take the other words of Jesus. She said, whatever you ask in my name. In my name. Not Jesse, Jesus. Whatever you ask in the name of Jesus. So faith is total, full assurance, is confidence. In who? In God. In Jesus Christ. The other day we were listening to a sermon, Eva and I, and the pastor who was preaching said that faith is the distance between what God has said and what you do with what he has said. So the reason we now see Abraham as the father of our faith, the reason we now um, honor him as that, but we are um, children of Abraham, so to speak, is because the Bible tells us that Abraham believed God and what God counted him as righteous. Amen. So in Paul's PhD thesis in the book of Romans, when he was trying to explain the gospel, he says that what? The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by confidence in the word of God. The just shall live by trusting the words of God. The, the just shall live by trusting God. Amen. It is that total, full dependence on God that we are, by it that we are now saved, and by it that we are now righteous. Tribe, are you with me? 
So we must not just, our faith is not just so that we can earn salvation or, or gain salvation. Let me put it that way, pardon me. But we are now, con- we are now called to sustain our entire journey. By what? By faith. The just shall live by faith. And our journey is from faith to faith. So you wake up in the morning, you trust that God will bring you here. And for this little thing as bringing you here, you trust that God will give you a good spouse. You trust that God will keep you till the end. You trust that God will make you not cheat in your office, will not cheat on your partner, will not um, cause you to steal. You trust that God will keep you. You trust that God will heal you. You have confidence in his word. We don't live in response to fear. Because it's a world that does what? Live by fear. And the children of God, who God, I don't know what it is. We, God, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who made you, who calls you his own, he knows your name. He said, he calls you, wakes up, he says, this is my daughter, this is my son. And sings over you, loves you. But our response every time is fear. No, something has to change. So that's why I want us to go over the next few weeks with this. Your life should be punctuated by those sentences, um, by this phrase that I'm living by faith. I'm waking up by faith. Amen. I'm doing my business by faith. I'm serving God by what? I'm being healed by what? I will have a great marriage by what? I will live a great life by what? Amen. I am sustained by what? I have the joy of the Lord by what? I don't live in fear. I live by tribe Abuja. Amen. Our response to the world should be what the word has said over us. Our response to the world, to society, to what we see in the culture should not be fear. It should not be anxiety. But knowing that we live by faith. And this is where, this is the issue now. We'll go into so many things. The only time I've seen Jesus surprised is when a man who was not a Jew showed up and said, Lord, you don't even need to come to my house. The Bible says Jesus marveled. You know what marveled means? It's not just surprised. He marveled. He says, Lord, I am like you. I am a man under authority. I know that all you need to do is speak the word. And the Bible says Jesus was marveled. He said he has not seen such great faith in all of Israel. That's the thing. So many of us have not come to the knowledge of the authority of who, of God. We have not come to the knowledge of what it means for him to be given all power and all authority. So over the next few weeks, we are going to build our faith tribe. Amen. Are you with me? I want you to have great ambitions. And we are redefining our ambitions. Amen. I want us to live great lives. 
I want us to live a life that God will look at and it's pleasing to us. Now, it, it, it's a highs and lows journey. And what I mean by that is we'll have great plans, right? And we'll have, and what I mean by great plans is not just, oh, I want to build the tallest building in the, in the world. No, I'm talking about things like, Lord, I want to have a great marriage regardless of what my parents had. Are you with me? Lord, I want to be the one that you use to bless my family so that that so-called, that thing called poverty ends with me. But Lord, you will use me to liberate people out of poverty. Lord, use me, bless the works of my hand so that I can liberate orphans, widows. I want you to redefine your passions and ambitions. Tribe, are you with me? And I want us to have great faith. I want you to spend the, because we have about 80 days left, spend the rest of the year knowing what God has said about you. Or let me just, let me rephrase that. Spend the rest of the year with Jesus. Just know his word. Come into the knowledge of his authority, of his power. And we will build great faith. So that what he has said concerning you, we believe it. We won't question it. He says he loves us. We believe it. He says he has saved us. We believe it. We believe it. He says we are healed. We will believe it. Amen. Last week I was telling the finance team that okay, I know we're trying to raise funds for our outreach. I know we're trying to raise funds for different things. By the way, my goodness, if you hear the songs that Tribe United have written, and for the next three weeks, they are going to be ministering their own songs. I'm so proud of them. Even though Michael is rude, but we'll continue praying for him. But I'm so proud of them. And I jokingly said that I don't mind robbing Central Bank. Now, Joko, I don't know just to see those songs come alive so that it not just blesses our house but the body of Christ but I was telling the finance team last week that honestly I'm at this stage where you know if none of you give again like if the management chases us out of here we no longer have all these things if it's to gather another tree and do what God has called me to do I, I, I'll be happy I will do it. Because the work that God has called me to do is to liberate the oppressed. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel of good news to the poor, to release captives from oppression, to tell those who are um, sad and exchange an oil of gladness for them. While corporate vision, our family vision is to know God and to make him known. We don't need one naira for that. We need faith. Amen. But all the initiatives that we shared last week, I mean some weeks ago, they will happen. They will happen. And this is me just talking about tribe. But for your life, are you trusting God? 
Are you of those who shrink and are destroyed? Or are you of those who live by faith and are preserved? We cannot continue responding to the world in fear. Amen. 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 How many minutes do I have? Hallelujah. Amen. Let's rise. We're going to pray a prayer of faith. And I want you to just pray over yourself. Can the worship team come up? I want you to pray over yourself. I want you to just remind yourself of all that the Lord has said concerning you. Hallelujah. Remind yourself of all that the Lord has said concerning you. And I want you to just say, Lord, I agree with you. That's what you're praying. And you're thanking God for healing. You're thanking God for provision. Hallelujah. We are thanking God because he has shown up. Amen. Try, just open your mouth and pray. This season that you're in, so many of, some of you are about to make decisions. Life-altering decisions. And you're about to make that decision based on fear. No, 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 no. Tribe, we will trust in the Lord. No compromise. Amen. Come on, just open your mouths and pray. Say, Lord, give me great faith. Give me great faith. Let me trust in you. Let me trust in you. Let me trust in you. Let me trust in you again. Let me trust in you again. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and rating the podcast. We love you.